Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, first Longhorn Notebook of the Year. For yeah, there we go. So very excited about that. Uh, get over to Horns 24-7. Mike Roach is down at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. Plenty of news notes and nuggets from that event. A uh, couple of notes of interest. Uh, Tassilia Kana, who s- committed to Texas right before Sark signing day presser, but the paperwork wasn't finalized until afterwards. Right. Uh, he's actually going to enroll early. Okay. D- didn't think he was going to, but he told Mike yesterday during check-in for the All-American Bowl that he's going to enroll early. So, so is that now 16, or in le- or was Sark counting him as one of the 15 I, when he joined us on the postgame the other night? He said, I think we've got 15 guys I think guys he was probably enroll. counting him among okay. that group. Uh, another guy that I didn't know for sure was going to uh, enroll early that it looks like he's going to is DeAndre Moore Jr. Mm-hmm. He was actually listed on the roster for the All-American Bowl, was mm-hmm. supposed to be in San Antonio this week, but uh, Mike and everybody else is being told that he won't be in attendance, so it's looking like he's going to, for lack of a better term, opt out of the All-American Bowl to get ready to mm-hmm. roll early at Texas. So that's two big pieces. You talk about edge defender and wide receiver, a lot of competition at both those spots. Coming up, start really starting next week when the team gets back to campus and starts winter conditioning, uh, especially with DeAndre Moore and Jonte Cook getting on campus. I still don't have a decision in from Jordan Whittington, but a, a lot of competition in that wide receiver room, as there should be based on the results. Uh, give you a preview for Saturday. So the mm-hmm. game is on Saturday. I'll be there. Oh, you'll be at the yes, American Bowl? Which, which, by be my the first way, one. But which, by the way, for folks, because I've gotten a lot of questions about this, they said, didn't the Army Bowl already get played? They got it. I can understand the confusion. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Army removed its association from the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, had their own U.S. Army All-Star game yeah. in Frisco. They had the unfortunate timing of choosing to play that game the same day as the state championship games in Texas on yeah. state championship yeah. Saturday. and. <laughs> Uh, my friend Ted Emmerich did the play-by-play on that. It was on Bally's, mm-hmm. and he said it was you know, table. He said that they took all of the, the the very very small group of fans who were there, mainly family and friends of the players, and put them on one side of the stadium just to, to have that for a camera shot there. But I, I, the the timing of that was not real good. Nobody said on the hard camera side. Nope. Nobody sat on the uh, on the hard camera side. But yes, the the game that you've seen over the years that Vince Young played in, mm-hmm. and so many Texas greats have played in, that's going to be this Saturday at the Alamo Dome. Jelani McDonald, four-star athlete out of Waco Connolly, Texas likes him as a defensive player, maybe a hybrid guy, maybe a linebacker. He's going to make his official decision on Saturday. Uh, he's down to Texas, TCU, and Oklahoma State. Uh Mike Roach, Mike really likes where Texas sits in that recruitment. Also, another guy that's going to make his declaration on Saturday, uh, Mikhail Harrison, pilot at a temple. Uh, he will have a Texas hat on the table, but don't expect Texas to be the pick. Uh, TCU and Houston are the primary contenders for his signature. So there's a couple of recruiting notes to just file away. Uh, mm-hmm. The two early enrollees and then what to look forward to in the All-American Bowl on Saturday. I did want to mention this because I, I, I think this kind of got lost in the shuffle over the weekend with the, 
you know, the CFP semifinals and just being New Year's weekend. Uh, Tavondre Sweat confirmed that he is going to come back for the 2023 mm-hmm. season, use that COVID year. That is, you can't you can't overstate how huge that is for the interior defensive line with Keandre mm-hmm. Coburn and Moro Ojimo moving on. You get Tavondre Sweat back. Get Alfred Collins take another step. You get Byron Murphy back. We saw Vernon Broughton play some quality reps this year. And then the young guys. Does a, a, a Chris Ross, a, an Aaron Bryant, do those guys step to the forefront and get themselves into that rotation? But, Craig, you saw everybody in the Big 12 this year. You saw Alabama. There, aren't, there weren't many teams in the country that had as deep and as talented of an interior D-line rotation as Texas had this year. That's true. And and to have Tavondre swept back next year does make it. And that group was so productive when you look at pressures and disruption rates and all the analytics and everything. Uh, That group, that's why Texas was so tough to run on. And we talked about this on Friday, uh, and Matt Matt Butler and I talked about it on the Blitz. Uh, We recorded a Blitz Friday to, to air over the weekend. One of the things that really surprised me in the Alamo Bowl was it felt like Washington had more sustained success in the run game than we've seen anybody have on Texas all year. Mm-hmm. But other than the 42-yard run, it's not like they were just popping off big runs. With their mentality of, hey, we want favorable third and fourth down situations, a four-yard gain on first or second down was a really good play for it them. Was. If you're setting yourself up in third and medium, third and short, to get it to fourth and short or maybe get a first down, they were willing to take those four-yard gains. It's just one of those deals, hey, it's just just keep hammering it, keep hammering it, keep hammering it, and good things will happen. So it's not like Texas just gave up a ton of yards on the ground. They did give up the one big play, but the fact that Washington, Craig, other than TCU, probably the one Texas opponent this year that really stuck with the run game and saw it through the whole way. That's true. A- ab- absolutely. And and uh, have to also give credit uh, to Michael Penix, it'd be on those those three drives um, of of 74, 88, and 90 yards, uh, the one was, I believe, 13 plays, one was 14 plays, and one was 16 plays. Yeah. And there would be like third and six, and they'd get seven. And it'd be like third and four, and they might get six. And uh, there, there weren't a lot of third and nines, pick up 12 or 13. It was the mid-range stuff they were getting to your point, Jeff, that they were getting enough on the run on first and second down uh, in, in or in the short passing game of three yards, four yards, five yards, to where it gave them third and medium, third and manageable mm-hmm. situations. That's why they went, what, nine for 15 on third downs? Uh, they were they finished the game 11 for 20 on third down. 11 two, for 20. Two for, two for three on fourth downs. All right, they were 11 for 20. Consider that they started two for six. Yeah. And 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 then went nine for their last. That's what I was saying. They went nine for their last fifteen. Nine of their last fifteen. Uh, they were. It was amazing what they were able to do, and they, and that will eventually just wear out a defense. But you know what? what the drive, the killer, the killer drive in there. Their last full possession. They had the thirteen play drive. They turned it over on downs, but it's thirteen yeah. plays. It took five and a half minutes off the clock. Yeah, yeah. For Texas, it gave you really no chance to have a good. Any any sustainable amount of time for a good final possession right. in regulation. So, anyway, all right. Um, uh, Stoner said, I think the only defensive line, better defensive line, was Pitt when they had everyone healthy. 
uh, and could be Texas could be the best in the country next season. He said it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I mean, Tavondre Sweat's going to be a guy that I think has himself on the NFL radar now. And again, you know, you got Alfred Collins and basically what amounts to like a contract year. Yeah, it's his him. last real big shot. Uh, you know, Vernon Broughton, like I said, made mm-hmm. really good strides. I mean, Byron Murphy might on a snap per snap basis be. Mm-hmm. Your best mm-hmm. de- interior defensive lineman. So, yeah, I, I really – compared to where we were a year ago talking about how disappointing that group was, mm-hmm. that group was probably from start to finish your most consistent group, position group, pro- with the exception of running back on the entire team, mm-hmm. was your interior defensive line. True enough. Um, there's so much has happened since we last did a show. Like from the Longhorn Bowl game, I haven't heard y'all talk about the Longhorn Bowl game. Well, I wasn't was here Friday. Yeah, oh yeah. So Jeff, oh. I know, was able to recap. Yeah, yeah, we the did. Bowl we, game we recapped Friday. it. Yep. I, it I, I was traveling on Friday up to uh, Norman, uh, which we haven't even t- discussed. Did you get your hazard pay for that yet? <laughs> the nice thing about that that particular trip up to Norman, the weather was nice. You got in and got out. And for <laughs> folks who haven't taken note, the Longhorns have now won four in a row in Norman. They have won uh, five of the last six. They have won uh, – I know they've won uh, – I, I want to say it's a number like 12 of the last 18 and 24 of the last 36. After Oklahoma had this massive edge in the series going back to Big 8 versus uh, Southwest Conference Day. So the, the, the gap has narrowed uh, considerably. There. The, the game in Norman – is the one I remember. I can remember bits and pieces of the Final Four year. Mm-hmm. The game in Norman is the one that I can tell you almost from start to finish what happened. Yeah, because that was such that that was probably the biggest win that team had in the regular season. Uh, Eddie Orn and I were talking about that. It was Senior Day for Hollis Price and his others, and they had the balloons in the ceiling mm-hmm. ready to come. And they got Texas down twelve with uh, fifteen minutes to go. They get to the under fifteen timeout, under sixteen timeout. Rick Barnes angrily tells Brian Boddicker, "Take a seat. You're done for the day." And the famous thing, and Rick is the first one to tell this story. The TJ Ford went up to him during the timeout and said, "Coach, you want to win this game?" He's like, "What?" You know, there's you know how the coaches kind of gather off the side trying to figure stuff out. TJ steps away from the players and goes up to him and says, "Coach, you want to win this game?" What? You want, I'm asking you, do you want to win this game? And he goes, "Well, of course, TJ. What do you mean?" He goes, "Then you got to put Brian Boddicker back in." He's, like, what you, he's yep. not going back in. Like, I'm just saying, Coach, if you want to win this game, we got to have Brian Boddicker back in. So then he was like, whatever, I'll think. <laughs> so then, so then another three minutes goes by. It gets to under twelve, and time. I, and he says to Boddicker, "I'm putting you back in. You, you mess up once, we're done." And he goes in. Boddicker hits two or three big three pointers, yep. makes a big defensive play. But T.J. Ford brought that team back. Uh, in largest in the largest measure, and they won that game, and it ruined Senior Day for Hollis Price and and Oklahoma, and and Texas got that win, and it helped them at the time draw the overall number one seed yep. for the tournament that year. So you're right. There's that. There's the Matt Coleman banked in three pointer. There was an overtime win oh, last the year. Yeah, there was an overtime winner last. Year. Which, by the way, if you saw the game this past Saturday. And you saw what Jacob Groves did at the end of the game. It's a good thing Marcus Carr hit the last two free throws yeah. to make it a two-possession game because Groves then hits one from just on the front court side of the midcourt stripe, and it banked in to make the final margin one point. So I, I, I had a lot of a lot a lot of questions, folks. Uh, that um, 
asked me that did not see the game because it was an early game. It was one in the afternoon. By the way, you think that's early? This Saturday, Stillwater, 11 a.m. So just letting you know. Little little kegs and eggs college basketball? 11 a.m. And then the women play there that evening at 6. It's a day-night doubleheader. You got a full day in Stillwater. I do. A full day in Payne County, Oklahoma. Eskimo Joe's. That's it. For a lunch break. All right. Up next, we'll, uh, we'll have inconceivable Keith Moreland. We'll join.